Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Before we get into our passage this week, Heritage Bible Church wants to announce to you an upcoming opportunity for you ladies. Our 2019 Ladies Conference will be held on Friday, September 20th through Saturday, September 21st. This year's theme is Living Wise in a Foolish World. You can find out more and sign up on our website at www.hbc-boise.org. That's www.hbc-boise.org. Well, this week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin the second chapter of the book of Mark. Have you ever gone to a doctor because of a serious illness, asked for a remedy, and had your doctor respond to you about your sins? Well, probably not. But as we begin chapter 2, that's precisely what happens with a paralytic who seeks healing from Jesus. It was already a testament to the divine authority of Jesus that he healed people miraculously. To some, like the Pharisees in that day, that was already a concern. But now Jesus stepped up the game by declaring a sick man's sins forgiven. For the corrupt religious leaders of the day, this was just too much. Now, some have argued that Jesus never claimed to be God, but if Jesus did anything to declare himself to be God, this was it, and the Pharisees knew it. Nobody but God can forgive sins, they complained. Exactly the point I'm making, Jesus answered. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Who Can Forgive Sins? It was the Sadducees who were theological liberals and of a more aristocratic background who controlled the priesthood in Jerusalem. But the Pharisees had a, a, a death grip on the teaching of what was in most synagogues in most places. In both cases, there were scribes involved. There were scribes of the Sadducees. There were scribes of the Pharisees. There were scribes of other sects among the, the Jews. The, the scribes, was the, that was the scholarly wing of the Pharisees. Um, they were the, the, the ones who kept the scrolls, who, who did the research. They probably fed the information to the, um, to the rabbis. The Pharisees were the leaders of the populist version of satanic false religion that was being taught pervasively among Israel in the guise of Judaism. It was not uh, a, a gospel of faith. It was not the true gospel of the true kingdom. Theirs was a system of works righteousness and it produced in them great pride and elitism. Look through the Gospels and see who Jesus condemned most loudly, most strongly, and most um, uh, commonly. It was the Pharisees, the ones who taught people wrongly. It led to pride on their part. They, they were the judgmental ones that Jesus had in mind when he talked about, do not judge lest you be judged. Well, Jesus knew 
that among this crowd there were these enemies. And one of the things I like about this passage, and there are many others like it, is that Jesus did this exactly in the manner that he did it, apparently to stick his finger in the theological eye of the Pharisees and their scribes. He wanted specifically to seize this moment to expose their hypocrisy and to do something far more important, far more serious than healing the paralyzed man. Now think about that. That's pretty cool to heal a paralyzed man. I mean, if, if, if I could send everybody home and we'd have a big wheelchair yard sale here, that would be fantastic. No more walkers, no more canes, no more, uh, no more limps. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great? That's spectacular. But there's something even more important. My son, your sins are forgiven. Forgiven is the main New Testament word for that concept. It means literally to let go. If your sins are forgiven, you are freed or let go from the consequences, the eternal punishment of your sin. Or to send away, or to drive away, or to do away with them. That's why it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far as He has He um, separated us from our sins. And that's pretty cool, because you, you can keep going east, and you'll keep going east, and you'll keep going east, and you can go for lap after lap after lap, lap around the globe, still going east or west. Now, if you go north you're eventually going to be going south, right? Perfect analogy. Buried them in the depths of the sea. Totally taken away. Now, when Jesus did this, it was with the full understanding of the beliefs of the Jewish teachers of the day. And he understood that this man, as much as he yearned to walk, he needed something beyond the relief from his physical problems. So that's why he deals with him in the order that he does. Starts out with, your sins are forgiven. You see, the Pharisees held to some, um, some things that were true, many things that were true. They had some pretty decent theology about life after death, um, resurrection, uh, angels. There were a lot of things that they, that they had right. But they held a concept about sin and sickness that is not what the Bible teaches. There's a classic reflection of their belief that is exposed in um, the story in John chapter 9. Remember, they, they, were, uh, they were going about, Jesus was with His disciples, and they came upon the man who had been born blind. Do you remember the question that the disciples asked when they saw him, they asked Jesus, Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? That's in John 9, 1 and 2. They had an overemphasis on personal sin. They, they had a, a link of direct cause and effect. If they saw somebody who was suffering physically, and especially if it was severe, like blindness or paralysis or something like that, they assumed that was direct punishment from God for their sin. Or, even more wrongly than that, in this case, horribly wrongly, or the parents could sin, like you could suffer for the sins of your parents. 
Now, it is true that God can use physical affliction as chastening uh, for sin in the lives of His beloved children. Hebrews 12, 1 John 5, there are several places that, that, that mention that. But they believed that was always the case. Disease and disability was the direct result of someone's personal sin. They even had a wrinkle of their doctrine reflected in what the disciples asked Jesus that explained that some afflictions were the result of sins that were committed while you were in the womb. You know, I think I probably did less sinning in the womb than I've ever done since then. You know, I was still, I still had a sin problem because I was born to my parents and we're all children of Adam and Eve, but that's just absurd. So, with that as the background, when that guy was lowered down in front of Jesus, can you imagine the jumble of emotions that he must have been? One part of him obviously wanted to walk, uh, but if he understood other things that Jesus had taught, and knowing he obviously is a Jew, he had obviously been raised in the, in the synagogue under the teaching of the rabbis, dominated by the false teaching of the, of the Pharisees, so maybe he was also scared to death that he was going to be exposed as guilty of some sin that he didn't even remember. Maybe even one in the womb. I'm sure he knew he was a sinner. Like, like you and me, he, he knew he wasn't perfect. And missing the mark of perfection, that's the Bible's definition of sin. But this man must have wondered just what else Jesus would say to him. Imagine when the first words that Jesus said was, Son, one of the other Gospels says friend. Probably called him both. Son, your sins are forgiven. So he didn't um, indict him for his sin. He forgave his sin. Imagine how comforting that was to him. And Jesus also did that and said it exactly that way for a secondary purpose of irritating the religious hypocrites. You see, the scribes were correct in, in one thing. It is blasphemy to claim to have the authority to forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. Now I can tell you that if you believe what the Bible teaches, if you accept the free gift of of eternal life in Christ Jesus, your sins will be forgiven. But that's not on my authority, that's on the authority of the Word of God. It is God who does the forgiving. But they did know that according to the Scriptures, only God can forgive sins. So when Jesus said that He forgave this man's sin, Jesus was claiming to be God. And it was crystal clear to them. You know, uh, they're, they're, that rules out a couple of silly ideas that you'll often hear. There are people who don't like to say that Jesus was God in human flesh, but they'll say, but, oh, but He was a great teacher. That option is eliminated. Great teachers do not deceive and lie. And to claim you're God, if you're not, that's deceiving and that's lying. That's not an option. There are other groups, and some of them very religious, that claim that Jesus never claimed to be God. That's also not true. The people who hated Him the most saw it perfectly clearly 
he was claiming to be God. They knew it was blasphemy for a man to claim to be God. Now, there's one way that it wouldn't be blasphemy. That's if you're God. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.